Welcome to Control Alt Revolt, the podcast. We'll call this episode 105 because we had a really cool weekend edition. And I just called that the weekend edition. So it's not really 105. This is episode 105. 105 was going to be an insiders only, but we thought the information was so pertinent that we would we would share it with everybody. We did, and I think there was a big response. I think that might have actually been the highest amount of hits on our website. Really? Yeah. Hey, that's cool. Yeah, people really dug that. Yeah. No, I'm really excited for um, RFK Jr.'s book to come out. Although I'm sad, I've tried to see if it's going to be an audiobook, and I cannot find anything to that effect, and so I think it's not going to be an audiobook, but I want to read it either way, so... If you read it out loud, then it's an audiobook. And for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, I think it is called something to the effect of the truth about Anthony Fauci or something like that. So, Do you know what Fauci means in Italian, specifically Sicilian? Mm, You know what? I remember that it's something that's very fitting, and I don't remember what it is. What is it exactly? Reaper. Yes. Sins maker. Right. I know. That's so weird. So weird. In writing, we do that. We try to name our characters uh, with sort of attributes and connotations. You know, Mrs. Crump, Mr. Dillingwell, you know, like Dickens was the master of that, of sort of of naming characters, uh, you know, what they were going to be doing within the novel or giving them sort of that, that effect. Um, but in acting, as much as you may want to play Brad Pitt, you know, or, you know, play Angelina Jolie, you might look like Kathy Bates. And if you don't embrace the fact that you look like Kathy Bates or Tom Arnold, then you're not going to work. And work is ultimately what you want to do. So they say in acting, the real pro teachers will tell you anatomy is destiny, whether you like it or not. And those that embrace it, uh, those are the ones that actually get to show up and work pretty consistently. Exactly. So, um, um, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say one what? thing. Um, something that you said... You take over the show. I don't need to be here. People clamor for you. Yeah, I don't remember um, what jogged my memory on this. Maybe you can tell me because I already forgot what made me think of this. But we never talked about um, how we heard that people have noticed that COVID backwards is D-I-V-O-C, Divac. Yeah. And what that means in Hebrew yeah. is kind of weird. Oh, because of what you were talking about, like yeah. of the naming is it, of the Is characters. it jogged a memory or jarred? Why would you take a memory jogging? I just know like, jog, jog it jogs it. your memory, I'm pretty sure. But Jar would be different. Your, like I would jarring. think that jarred your memory is more appropriate like because jarring is to moving. When do you ever jog something? I don't know. To move it around. I don't know, but I, I are you saying you don't think it's jogged? I don't know. I think there are many things in the English language that are wacky, and I like to explore that because that's part of what I do as a writer. Yeah. Yeah, I looked into that, and it's interesting. Um, you know, I'm not a big sort of numerology, meaning kind of person. I kind of, you know, I prefer my truth to be a little more um, on the surface. Having said that, when you look at the universe... And you look at the theory of everything, which is, you know, in the early 90s, everybody was excited about string theory and chaos theory, mainly because of Jurassic Park and Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) Um, And then string theory began to fall apart. And 
a lot of scientists begin began to hone in on what's called the theory of everything. And the reason that they did that is because when you look at the parameters of the universe, um, and you get into some really big brain science stuff, but it was like, you know, um, uh, I think it was Sir Patrick Hoyle, um, basically, and, and his partner, who has a very long Indian name that I cannot pronounce, um, they basically got into what it would take to form the universe in a perfectly fine-tuned working aspect is it is now if you ex- accept the fine-tuning theory and you really can't do science unless you accept the fine-tuning theory because otherwise if it's chaos theory then no science works but then you would have monkey men being born everything would be random and stuff like that and i know we can all get into that and debate that and hopefully rothman has some interesting insights in the comments but i i t- I, I accept the fine-tuning universe theory for reasons beyond religion but religion is enough for me uh or let's call that belief system i'm not really religious um and he was basically saying that you know uh it it would take something like it was something to it would take fine-tuning to the 40th power to be like "Ah, i'm getting it wrong but basically the odds of that happening were greater than the amount of atoms in the universe and so that leads to fine-tuning and that leads to intelligent design and a lot of people began to accept that and a lot of scientists became deists i think francis collins who has fallen afoul of everyone lately but he used to run the national uh, health service and was the decoder of the human genome was sort of a deist and people began to say hey it may not be god it may be these aliens uh which you, you begin to scratch athe- atheists like hitchens and and Dawkins, and they'll give you the, the, their last gasping defense will be, I think it's aliens. It's not God. It's aliens. And they'll tell you, you know, like um, that you kind of do have to accept fine tuning. That 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 it all is in a certain way organizing. When really, when you look at entropy and chaos, it should be disorganizing. Um, having said that, uh, what was I saying? You oh. were talking about oh. fine-tuning well, of the universe. Well, that there are a lot of weird things that add up. Like, music is one of those things. Like, music just works. Like, tonally and adds up and all... Like, how did that happen? How did it add up mathematically? How does... That's another one. How does math work? Why do Like, we invented math or the Arabs invented math. And it's like, mm, I think you discovered math. But the math was already there in the universe, making it work, and we were able to quantify things and all these kinds of things. Um, so now there are people getting into morphogenesis, where they're saying, yeah, where yeah. they're saying like there are these sort of hive minds for each, you know, animal group and things like that. And anyways, there are a lot of weird things that kind of add up you know, like numbers and, and sometimes people's names. And so it is interesting if you go to the Hebrew and the Yiddish, it's not divok, it's dubuque. But I guess that's pronounced divok. And that means something demonic and unclean. Possession by an evil spirit. Possession by an evil spirit. And when you reverse that and anglicize it, it becomes COVID. So, and and then the 19 was an interesting one. And that's pretty valid mm-hmm. because it's 2021. And we've had several strains of COVID, but they still keep wanting to call it COVID-19 when really they could, you know, theoretically argue, you know, and as science has done, update it to 2021. And we didn't explain the 19 
uh, right. thing that they noticed. Right. That if you reverse it. No, with 19, it oh. was that if you correlate the uh, the right. alphabet, like, you know, our alphabet, with numbers. Yeah. Um, so what's the first, you know, 1 and 9 is 19. So what's the first letter of the alphabet? A. A. What's the ninth letter of the alphabet? I. A-I. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. I, I think... Um... I think I was less of a believer in that than sort of what has occurred in our lives in the last 72 hours. Um, really someone who was, who is smart and intelligent and who seems to have been an insider, who seems to have broken away. If you look her up on the internet, they call her the Morpheus of the internet. Oh. Um, she's worth considering. And she makes a really great point that blows a lot of people's stuff out the door. Because a lot of people, you know, would realistically say, listen, if there is a deep state, if there is a government, if there's this big giant cabal and conspiracy, at best, they can influence and control about 25,000 individual people. Because, you know, intelligence operations take a lot. And we've all seen the movies and you've got to have the girl who slips the poison in the drink and the two guys in the van. And then you've got to have the assassin in the alley and the go team, you know, and all these things and everything like that. And she comes in and says, yeah, people who don't understand AI think that it's very much like the famous movie that won the Oscar a few years back the lives of others in which there are dedicated people swapping shifts, listening through your walls to everything that's going on in your life. And this is, you know, I'm not a really big fan of Snowden or Assange, but interesting. Uh, Assange, I'm don't have a, I think, I think what's being done to him is wrong. Um, I, I don't think that he should be fair gamed the way that he is. Um, because he did not work for the government. Snowden I have a bigger problem with because he was working for the government. You know, like, in, if you take the pay, you have to do your job. If you don't like it, quit your job. But don't, don't, don't be a traitor. Don't betray everything. And I know there's more nuances to that. And maybe, and I haven't dug into it a lot, but maybe you should explore those things. But Bradley Manning, fucking scumbag. Um... Sorry, Mom. Anyways, uh, this lady's name is... Catherine Austin Fitz. Yes. F-I-T-T-S, I believe. And she runs the Solaria Report. And we stumbled on to her during a Dr. Mericola interview that we listened to this weekend after the one that we did the show on, which was with Robert F. Kennedy. I highly encourage you to go back and listen to that. So then the Medusa says to me, hey, there's this other interview. Do you want to listen to it while we get ready to go do the thing we're going to go do? And I'm like, yeah. And I think that we were both sucked in. Yes. And I know, like, we got even more sucked in because during it, she mentioned, like, this um, series that she has on her website. But you kind of have to subscribe to her website because... That's the way that she makes money. But um, it was Deep State Tactics. And I don't know why, but that super piqued our interest. And we I were think like, the we interesting, must hear that. The, and, and I think if... I, we'll try to post the Mericola interview mm-hmm. in these comments. And, and, and I think that's a good starting place for you. If you can download that interview and get it, because remember, Mericola dumps his interviews, or there's another... I found it today oh. on a different site. Okay, so, yeah. so, so hopefully... But it might be a good... Just because of, you know, Mericola is... 
the top of the dirty dozen. Um, you might want, and, and, and social media is actively attempting to erase him. This is an interview you might, you might want to listen to. And all the stuff that I think we're going into now, and I think the, the journey that we're about to embark on has nothing to do with this podcast. I think they were on another issue. And then she began to talk about other things that, of course, you know, Medusa with her investigatory powers, she wants to know everything. And so she began to pull all the threads and I'm just along for the giggles. But uh, then it became very interesting. And so we listened to some of her talks over on her website. You have got to subscribe to her website. You, She doesn't have her stuff out there. And I think the reasons are pretty valid because mm-hmm. the stuff... The stuff that she says is shocking, and it's stuff that you already know. What makes it interesting is she she was on the inside. That's very clear, and can demonstrate that, and it's it's a known fact, and was pretty high up and pretty pretty well placed, and um, has had a lot of threats and legal and illegal against her and actions by you know basically a lot of lawfare against her very interesting person worth your consideration someone that we should talk about um but then like i said her stuff is behind a paywall and there's a reason for that and it's interesting uh we went ahead and subscribed because i want to go in and she she kind of illuminated some things that i'm interested in and i think the big thing that you and i are interested in all of this is um figuring what's out it what's it all about, about. exactly yeah Medusa. yes and the reason for that is ever since uh, especially all well ever since trump got elected basically and then the and then all the covid stuff for a long time we were noticing that things didn't add up but for a long time we couldn't figure out well well, what's the deal? Like this and this and this doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense why they're fighting so, 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 so hard against Trump constantly. Like it's more than just normal politics stuff. And like, we just kept seeing weird evidence and not knowing how it all fit together. And now more recently, I feel like we've found sources who can explain how it all fits together. Like, uh, you know, I think Miracle was kind of my first one, really, but he focuses a lot on health. But now lately, he focuses also a lot on freedom issues, you know, because that's all entwined with health right, right now. And then, you know, we discovered Alex Jones, which, you know, to some people, he has a bad rap. I think we even kind of... I know. I was even never... insulted at a dinner recently by someone who couldn't believe that I listened to uh, Alex Jones. And yet I was a... How did I... Anyways, never mind. But yeah. it was quite insulting. Yeah. Um. And... It's like, I think we just never even tried listening to him because I think even we fell prey a little bit. Not that we like disdained it as much as just like you just sort of like, oh, well, I don't know. Maybe that's conspiracy theory. So you didn't really go over the amount of people that that the media will murder. And then you go and you listen to him and you're like, oh, that's not kind of what they said. Yeah, exactly. I think what I I guess I guess everybody protesting in New York isn't this weekend a white supremacist because we listened to a black girl yesterday who is associated with Nick Fuentes and isn't a racist or anything like that. It's there loves America and is protesting, but to listen to Fox news, she is a white supremacist to listen to MSNBC. They would tell you she's a black white supremacist. <laughs> exactly. Go ahead and make Larry sense Elder. of that. Yeah. Like all of these things is 
I think what we're doing right now is we're doing... There's two analogies that you and I have embarked on, I think, everybody in this podcast. I think the first analogy could be this. like, It's like a tapestry, and we're reverse weaving it. Mm-hmm. But... You know, or we are weaving it, and 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 I don't like that analogy because it means that, in some way, shape, or form, we're making the tapestry out of just the thread that's given to us as the shuttle goes back and forth, and we're like, see, there's the picture, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to make my tapestry. I want to see what the tapestry really is. So that's a bad analogy, and I'm leaving that on the table because I want I want to. I want the ability to be wrong in my own thinking. I don't, mm-hmm. what you don't want to do is be certain. You don't yeah. want to be absolute, like, because that's that side. Mm-hmm. And that side is now so insane that they'll tell you black people are white supremacists <laughs> with know. all the certainty in the entire world. Oh my gosh. So I want to leave the, I'm weaving the tapestry on there because if it turns out that I'm taking all of these threads and I'm weaving them into the narrative that I want, the tapestry that I want everyone to see, then that's wrong. That's not right. I, I want to see what the puzzle is. And I think what we're really doing, the more right narrative is, we got a flashlight and there are puzzle pieces on the floor. Mm-hmm. And we have to pick up each puzzle piece and we have to look at it. And sometimes we get two pieces that fit together and we have to put those down on the floor and we have to remember those. And then we have to pick up a new puzzle and we have to say, does that fit into this? And sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. I feel like with this lady, a large section of the puzzle just promised to come together. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, so like we just got one month subscription so far. Just kind of, you know, check it out. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get a You're year. Obsessing. I'm going to get a year You're after obsessing. this month. No, because... Like you can't even see like exactly what I know, but we were even like working out today, and I and you were off in like little girl candy land. Like whenever I go to like cupcake places, or like yesterday you're getting your nails done, and this little girl's getting her nails done, and you can see this look on little girls' faces where they go off to Sugar Land, (laughs) because sugar is both love and happiness to women, especially like little girls. yeah, Yeah, but women too. Like women love sugar. It's the same thing as love for them. And so when, when, like, when they go off into that, like, you know, you when, have like a far away, a far look away. Look. That's the sugar <laughs> look. And that's, that's where you like, this is now your new sugar. Cause you're not a big candy monster. Yeah. I'm not anymore. Um, yeah. I think I used to be, but yeah, not for a long time. Yeah. But, um, um, no, like there, like, I think my mind was blown because she's already been blowing my mind, but like, there is a huge wealth of information on there. Like, huge i'm like oh my gosh like i have a list already of like so let's 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 get some of your thoughts that i want to pursue let's like what let's get some of your thoughts because i i think this might be be the beginning of like where we're gonna go with this podcast for a while and i think we're honing in on one particular thing that we want to find out and Uh, what we want to know and i think it's I think it might be the big one, and I think I know the answer already. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to confirm the answer. But I think this is where we're going, and, and I wouldn't... You know, I'm going to pay attention to kind of what's going on around us and things like that, because I think there's a level of creepiness that's involved with this. Um, and I, I, if it gets weird, I, I, I understand why she moved it behind the paywall. And then we might have to do that, but hopefully we won't. And we'll just keep talking about this out in the open 
but let's let's kind of analyze some of your initial early thoughts on the first kind of dive in well i think can i say the question that you were just talking about that you think you know the answer let's to? save that for the end okay um what so what it, what seems to be like i mean because we kind of went through a whole she did a she did a whole like a very multi-part podcast we only went through the first part where she's talking about sort of like the deep state and her personal experience with it and how long it's been there and what they're capable of and i'm i don't even understand this next part but it's very interesting but i think her claim is that the deep state let's call it the deep state has looted about 21 trillion dollars from the united states over the course of several several years now a trillion dollars might seem like nothing now being that our government just blew three and did anyone pay attention to the fact that when they signed the bill this afternoon with kamala harris the presidential seal was blurred out again that's brought to me brought to my attention by a reader who i don't know if they want me to name them so i will leave them nameless at this time um see there's a sugar right there she's going for the sugar they come up, they look longingly into the Susie Cakes window, and then they go away. Since it's closed, and it's they're closed. all so sad. Yeah, because Susie Cakes is a liberal company, and they need some days off every week. They don't They don't need to do capitalism. They also don't take coins, because apparently money's bad. They don't take cash in general, yeah, though. Yeah, they don't yeah. cash in general. They want you to do everything through the card so they can track you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, her contention is that a significant amount of money has been looted from you, the American people, not from the government from you the american people and she tells you about the con and then very articulately shows you how the system is not broken the system is working as designed because it's designed against you and she breaks down and goes through how the people who are on the inside get all the perks all the benefits free capital everything which I can confirm from other sources, mainly one of the big Bitcoin prophets, Max Kaiser. Mm-hmm. Um, and how you're operating it, I think it was 30, 30%, 30% As in capital. Like yeah. On your credit cards, you yeah. know, that's how much interest yeah. you're, you're basically pay. paying pay to play their game. And their game is to move you to a destination of servitude and to make you pay for that journey. That's that's kind of breaking it all down. So that was, that was one takeaway. But the big thing is... Uh, what does she call it? The stolen money? The hidden money? Uh, missing money. Like the, the missing, missing money. money that that seems to be her Black sort of... budget. Her Don Quixote quest mm-hmm. is to find out what happened to the missing money. The reason she comes to this conclusion and finds this and discovers this is she was George Herbert Walker, original Bush, original recipe Bush, CIA guy. Uh, she was his assistant HUD secretary. And that's when she began to discover that a lot of money was going missing and there were a lot of shenanigans with the accounting and that someone, someones within the government were beginning to finance the rise of the multinationals as controlled by this missing amount of capital that really is your money, your parents' money, your grandparents' money. And you're you're being paid to finance all of these things like Microsoft and Apple and um, Facebook and Twitter. And they're yours. They're actually yours. And at the same time, they use those things against you. And they use those <laughs> things against you. And so it's, it's very interesting in financing. What else kind of intrigued you? Um, I think 
I mean, you know, she definitely says, like, the government is not only akin to organized crime like a mafia, but it's actually worse, and she likens it more to, like, Spectre. <laughs> like yeah, I, I think Spectre. that was that was the pretty stunning thing. She said, you know, it's the government and organized crime have been working together for a long time. She goes, you know, you can see this in Italy in World War Two, with the mafia helping to invade uh, Sicily and Italy. Um, she goes, you can see where the CIA worked with the Russian mob to basically loot Russia in the 90s. And that the Vatican with the CIA and the U.S. government were who was responsible for introducing drugs into America in a sort of big weaponized system. And that was all brought about to basically give the rise of the um, for-profit prisons to gentrify the areas that they wanted to gentrify and um, and to also monetize that labor. So that was like everything she talked about. When you break it down, you look at that, you're like, yep, you know, that that was the execution of that. Now, is that true? I don't know. But someone recently talked about this and they were basically saying, if you look at and I think it was another government official who had worked for the government and they were saying, if you look at the central bank system in the United States, um, something like 30 of the 32 banks are all in blue cities um, with severe problems. And wherever the rioting and looting took place in those cities were identified urban redevelopment zones where major corporations were given tax breaks um, for being able to put money in there. And so the looting and the rioting and the burning was basically, in this woman's opinion, a real estate scheme. And so now that's, you know, and that's what she's saying, what happened with Virginia and D.C., um, in the 80s during her tenure is that basically the for-profit prison system was running stings and scams, arresting everybody. You look at those areas now and that's that's the area where Jake Tapper lives. That's the area where all the elites live. I remember when Obama became president, there were all these articles in Vanity Fair like, oh, the new Washington Renaissance and all the restaurants are going in. And I remember when Washington was a total shithole. You know, and it was dangerous. But now, now it's a paradise because the liberal husks have their townhomes and their fine restaurants. And then they all were mad when Bush was there. Oh, Washington, D.C. is so boring, you know, and, and, and now they're back. And Trump was a big bummer for them, too, and all these kinds of things. So it is it does line up with what she is saying is that there there is a game uh, for us to basically finance our own prison system. And that now it's kind of really ramping up into overdrive. Um, and I think a question you asked me earlier today is, given everything that we kind of listened to, it's clear in, in her stuff that everything was supposed to be secret, that mm-hmm. they prefer to work by finance. And there was another term. Fi- mind control. Finance and mind control are the ways that they prefer to work. And she was going on at length about the cell phone and the smartphone and how easy that actually is for mind control. Then you have the media and everything like that. And then finance. Um, And she was saying, you know, it's really interesting. She's met people that were working with her and then were bought off by the deep state. And they confessed it basically and said, you know, this is a financial decision. And she was saying basically $21 trillion can buy you a lot of people to do things. So there's, you know, and then you've got the finance and the interest on that 21 trillion. So, of course, yeah, and I'm sure there's more. But basically, um, 
I think that where we're headed at present is where you what you were saying is that why are they now moving into why is the deep state become such a term now mm-hmm. why why is it more openly talked about when according to her and her thing like at least for her her active involvement with the deep state has been since 89 right. and she said it was going on before that and it was very silent but only in year only since trump when he began to say hey there's a deep state they're out to get me you know that it began to be a thing that people talked about and my response was i think that we're getting ready to move to a new operating system and she all but says that yeah she no she say says that. that in this she's like they want to move you from what how did she term it they're getting ready to switch systems from like a markets and democratic process type system to a technocracy system right. where individual freedom will now be replaced with humanity as an asset yeah yeah and that's and we can uh, who, who debates that i mean we kind of look around now and we're being told um you're a bigot and a racist if we don't if you don't let us teach your kids this crap um you're you're like we had fauci come out and say you know and and joe biden and arnold schwarzenegger all messaged the same thing which was f your freedoms you know like you need to you need to stand up and do the right thing for society and you need to take this medical experiment that's hurting people like we are constantly being told for the greater good and actually in the last thing that i watched fauci say he actually used those words for the greater good mm-hmm. so you know trust but verify to quote kissinger ironically um but that's what she's saying the same thing is that you you are the reason all this sort of you know this loss of of uh human freedom and your own individual freedom and the war you know the kyle rittenhouse trial is not a trial of kyle rittenhouse it's a war on your ability to defend yourself and the war on the mask and the mandate the vaccine mandates may not even be about the virus it may not even be about the vaccine as a mind control putting tracking devices and everything like that what it really is the most insidious thing that it is because because nanobots can be purged from your system or you know you'll survive the vaccine or the power of the human spirit can override this stuff or maybe you don't die because you got hardy viking blood or whatever it is i don't know but the most insidious thing that can happen from these things is that you give up sovereign right to your health because if you do that then you'll give up sovereign right to everything you'll give up sovereign right to locking your front door you know you'll give up sovereign rights to your children and when you look at what she's saying which is we are moving from human individual freedom to transhumanism by 2030 which they want to implement and what that is is that humanity is now an, is no longer an individual humanity is now considered a global asset to be managed to be managed by who and to be farmed and to be mined you know like to be utilized however they want not right. however you want to live they your life. want and so now that brings us and we'll, we'll kind of wrap this up because what today was was an appetizer of where we're going and we want your thoughts and you guys a lot of you are probably already here but let's go let's let's get on let's our go brandon. let's let's go brandon <laughs> always let's go brandon always harry potter you're a wizard harry um let's get in our little african queen you know boat with the one engine 
and I'll be Humphrey Bogart and you be Catherine Hepburn and everybody else is involved in this too. We're all playing this. Mm-hmm. And let's go up river on this one and let's see where it takes us. Um, because what she began to say at the end was startlingly interesting. And when pressed kind of to talk about, well, like, and this was in the Mercola interview and this is what kind of initially intrigued us. Um, Mercola is just a medical triathlete. That's all that dude is. He does extreme and crazy things with his health, just like astronauts and triathletes do extreme and crazy things with their health to find out what a human body can do. Not necessarily for all of us to do it, but we do learn something in the doing of it. Okay. Um, I don't think before this and this sort of medical tyranny and this isolation and censorship and name calling and shaming and, you know, this one mind media state that that you're a good person if you believe in the vaccine and don't question and don't want to know what's in it. And you're a bad person if you, quote unquote, do your own research and that everybody on TV will mock you, even if you are a celebrated NFL quarterback, mm-hmm. you will be mocked as stupid if you take responsibility, human freedom, for your own health. Do I have that right? Yes. Okay. So, Miracola says, who's behind this? And I think he was... I, th- I think Miracola is the kind of guy, and I think a lot of us, and I think a lot of people have been asking that question, but I don't think we want to know the answer because I think a lot of the times the answer is crazy. And you know the answer. It's... It's people in boardrooms. It's it's a faceless cabal. It's it's people that will never be and people will never meet. And yes, we all kind of know that they've taken control of our society and that they're making, you know, it's easy to like, I think we get into possibly some of the things that, um, what's his face who wrote Cthulhu, uh, was talking about when you and maybe he was talking in code about it and maybe he was just nuts but there are things from the outer dark what he was saying um that can cause people to go mad you know and that's and i think that i think there are i I think you know what we understand about ptsd and there you know you shouldn't always slow down at the car wreck you don't always want to see what's I've, i've done it a few times there's some things i wish i would not have seen um and I think we all ask that question about who's really in charge of this society. And it's easy for us to give ourselves a pat answer. The guys in the boardroom, the Illuminati, you know, all these things. And then you just go on with your daily life, you know. If they told you it was like a minotaur named Dave, <laughs> you know, you'd still have like, well, okay. And Dave's kind of an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Those, I don't know, you know. But Mercola asked because I think Mercola has almost has life destroyed this year. And he seems to be a truth seeker and he might be a little naive about it. And I think he opened the door and, and wanted to ask someone who might be who might be the kind of person who and and again, she openly admits that she doesn't know, but she has an idea. And so she began to answer the question with this. If you look at the command and the control systems, at the end of the day, it's a very narrow, small group of people. 
and they have an amazing ability to communicate from the high tower down to the street level within a matter of you know let's let's you know theoretical moments but she said even in her observation in her study of this and in this sort of almost aesthetic monkish way that she lives her life in pursuit of what this is all about and i think i don't even think that the the big wizard behind the curtain is important to her i think she's a finance person and i think the thing that's important to her is that missing money just like any accountant like you know you can't i just wrote a scene that you're about to to edit Mm -hmm. and uh and i was talking about like for talker like when he can't add something up this is how much it bothers him and i said it's like he goes if you don't understand how much this bothers me it's like go get in a the hottest jacuzzi you can find on the warmest day of the year in july and then get right out and without drying off put on a wool suit that sounds terrible yeah and i knew that would bother you so i wrote it that way you know and that's like and i think that's her i think like that that's and i've seen you with things like I've watched you break when it doesn't add. Yeah. And I don't really care. I physically cringe. Whatever. "Ah." The the, the sort of momentum of the universe will smooth out that thing. Mm -hmm. I don't get really. But you, you like, like you can hear the breaks going on. Or like that record scratch. Or you're, you make like a, like, and I would see it with you and your music nerd buddies in opera. Like if someone made a sound that you didn't like, that wasn't total, you know, tonal. You know, or in pitch, in or in harmony, or in tune, whatever you guys call it. Like, even now, you're eating your fingers thinking about it. <laughs> you know, like, you guys would all make an Asperger's reaction stim face. Cringe. Because yeah, it didn't cringe. add up. And I think I think she's that way with the money. I don't think she cares about the wizard behind the curtain. But, she, but to get to the money, she has to know who the wizard behind the curtain is. And she's made a study of who it is and who's in control and what's going on. She said, I can only tell you what the characteristics are. It's a, it's a very narrow group of people controlling the entire world. And they have a committee, and committees are the best ways to get things done, and timely and small committees, but their ability to communicate. And she goes through a lot of stuff and everything like this. And then she goes, I don't know who it is exactly. She goes, but I have ideas. And I call him Mr. Global. And I think that's what we want to know now. And I think that's where we're going to go. And that's the podcast. <laughs>